This week on South Paws, it's Rears of the Kingdom. Intro music here. Hi, I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzz Wolf, and I didn't get that reference. That's the sound of it going right past my head. It's Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom day. Yay, get excited. You don't give a shit. You don't play games. Fuck you. I can get excited. Yeah, sorry. I've never played it. I know it's a Zelda game. I knew there was a Zelda game, and I... Because the twinks on my AD account were dressing up like yeah, twinks. Yeah, you appreciate it because them femboys getting their dicks out. Yes. And that's fine. That's <laughs> hot. You know, we'll see lots of fresh art of Link and everybody else. Uh, maybe the daddy bird from the first game. Maybe he's still around. You know, you got... But I didn't remember the name of it. Oh, so. well, that's yeah. fine. Guess what? Yeah, we're back. We missed a week because of audio issues last time. Just... Shit got messed up and the audio was not really usable. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Turns out if you accidentally whack some knobs on your mixer board, it changes how things come out. So we're here. It's been um, another exciting week here in Texas. And uh, not in a good way in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, No, I follow a local reporter that reports on specifically like queer issues. And she's been like live tweeting um the uh house proceedings on the anti-trans bill yeah and how like the the democratic caucus has been able to successfully delay it, it being passed several times now by pointing out like little things in the legalese that aren't quite correct because like they cited uh an organization of crazy conservative doctors that is their only source of like their only study they can cite that trans trans is bad basically um but they didn't use the correct name in the citation in the law and that was enough to get it like okay you have to go and rewrite this part now yeah so they've been able to like delay its passing um several times now austin is being inundated with protesters of course which is fantastic people are are showing out to to be like this is fucked up i mean roll abbott down the fucking front steps of the capitol yeah i mean ultimately it is probably going to get passed but like and the Democrats are doing all they can to try and make it less bad. Like, like a, a Democratic congressperson submitted an amendment to lower the age where you could get treatment, um, trans treatments from 18 to 16. And it failed like 80 something to 59 people. You know, like just they're, they're trying like a lot of little things like that. Like, can we maybe, blunt this knife a little bit yeah no is going to pass and it's just mm. not budging these but people, the only thing it's doing is slowing the republicans down yeah least. i mean i'm just saying these republicans have names and addresses and you know it's going to come down to it at some point because if they really want to kill us they better bring their fucking a game Mm. so they they want people to flee the state they want people to go elsewhere so they can maintain their fucking illegitimate ownership of the political scene here in texas due to gerrymandering and people just saying fuck this shit and leaving mm-hmm. yeah you know between that and the shootings here it, and it's not even uh, gerrymandering like the 
they did that law where like they're they're trying to remove voting locations from any educational institution. So like you wouldn't be able to go to a school and vote anymore, which is one of the very common places that people go to vote. Mm-hmm. But it also in particularly is going to fuck over college students who tend to be more on the liberal side. Yep. So it's all it is of course going to inconvenience your Republican grandparents who will have to go to a church or the library instead. But it's going to fuck over like the college kids that are in the college towns. Yeah. Can't go and vote on campus. And that thing where the last time they reduced like each county could only have one place to drop off votes. And it's like, it was particularly apparently aimed at Houston, which is Harris County, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's a little different when you have like a a tiny county with like 400 people living there. But when it's like a fucking metroplex, like like the Houston area. Well, they also did it um, like the Fort Worth, like Republican Party has control of the voting there and they made the main changes to try to make it harder to vote and the state governments passed a thing where like the city or the state can like overturn an electoral thing if oh there's shenanigans we suspect thing and force a revote if it doesn't go the way they go you know if it comes down to it republicans are not going if it comes down to fascism or democracy they're going to reject democracy and they've already done that here's the other thing that's really fucked up so there are there's i don't know if it's gone through yet or if it's just being proposed but it's been proposed in multiple states that where the state governments are trying to pass a law that will allow them to override the decision of a city government if they don't agree with whatever the city government did so take a voter friendly law like what we have in Dallas County where you're allowed to vote at any voting location in the county as long as you reside in the county. You're not linked specifically to the one that's in your area by your street address or whatever. Yeah. It's a very voter-friendly law, which means like if you're at work or something and you're still in the county, you can drop off. But if the government in Austin doesn't like that, they can just be like, yoink, that's not the law in Dallas County anymore. So the state law is now you have to do it this way instead. So fuck Republicans and fuck Texas. Yeah. That's all I can say. This um, has already happened once with like the plastic bag ban. Yeah. Dallas County or the city of Dallas, one or the other, years ago tried to ban plastic bags mm-hmm. to force people to use either reusable or paper. And um, the state government basically overruled them. Yep. And so for like one year, because it is, the reason this is relevant to us in particular is that we have to look into sometimes we buy bags for dealing at cons. And it was like, well, when does this law take place? Are we going to bring plastic bags that we have left over from the last con to Fiesta this year? And then all of a sudden it wasn't, it didn't go into effect. So, yeah. That, and that's like one of the reasons I knew about it was because I was keeping an eye on it. Because I mean, the con and being as a dealer want to be in legal compliance with yeah. stuff like that. Republicans have no actual beliefs. They only believe in power and they'll do whatever they want to keep that power. I mean, it's very reductive, but it's also very true. Like yeah. they'll say and do whatever they want 
to control the, their power. Like, they've got people that are like, wow, Gen Z really fucking hates us. Gen Alpha hates us even more. What should we do? Oh, let's talk about raising the voting age to 25, which we fixed with a fucking constitutional, constitutional amendment yeah. during yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. You know, but they're like, no, these people hate us, so let's give our, try to give ourselves another seven years to fuck things up further before we get shellacked. Yeah. You know, and you've got republicans trying to do away with fucking no-fault divorce where people can divorce without reason because dipshits like elon and kanye and uh crowder was it crowder yeah yeah. crowder was the other one who was was like like, how dare texas allow my wife to do this yeah like these little women shouldn't be able to leave their husbands Oh, I mean, they want a situation where they can marry their 12-year-old child bride, get her pregnant, she has to have the baby, and she can't divorce him until 18, and then after they change the laws against divorce, she can't divorce him unless her owner essentially allows it. Like, they really, they read The Handmaid's Tale and thought, this fucking rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you had any questions about our political alignments and ideologies, hello, here here we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, it's been a, it's our state, our state fucking sucks. Republicans fucking suck. And I hate them all. It's that simple. But I didn't really plan to talk about that today. I was like, I've gotten good news lately. I've had lots of positive news in my life. So like the actual interesting good news for me is my dad's health is actually finally back on the right fucking track. We're in the process. We're getting that house ready for him to move back home. His heart has healed back to low normal for someone in his age range. He doesn't need an external defibrillator vest. which And it's both of his hearts, too. Yes, and it caused me a massive amount of battery anxiety because the batteries only lasted like 18 hours and you had to swap them out just in case. What if he had a heart attack and the defibrillator battery was dead? Oh, no, you're fucked. And he was always he, which he actually never had that happen. But still, it's a massive mental bandwidth issue. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't need that. He doesn't need an implanted defibrillator. His counts, when he had blood work done recently, were well within normal ranges. Like, he's still fragile as shit. Don't get me wrong. But he's actually just becoming a regular 67-year-old per old person and not like a dude on the brink of death. Yeah. Because he's been there like three times in the past two years. And so I had this massive weight over my head of, am I going to go into my office in the morning and find a corpse? And all these doctor's appointments and all this potential for bad news. And now it's like, oh, well, actually, you know, you've been you've been clear on your, your cancer screens for the past like six to nine months. Your heart's healing, your blood counts are normal, your all this other shit. And it's like I can fucking breathe for a second. Yeah. Like I I can actually refocus some of my bandwidth and do shit like record audiobooks again. Yep. Um I'm twenty five percent way of my third attempt at fucking recording titles for Kyle now. Like I've had two separate times where it's like right before COVID, during COVID, but not before before my dad moved in with me. And now it's like, all right, dad still lives with me, but he's not actively dying. So I have a little more room. 
I had to start over again. But I'm hey, I'm further this time. I regret that you did have to go back into the closet, but at least you're getting something done. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty funny because <laughs> the best place in my apartment to record is, in fact, our bedroom closet because all the clothes in there are really sound insulating and it has an exterior brick wall so you don't hear a lot of outside noise. And I have my audio equipment tweaked to the point where I can have the door open, cracked open, so I'm not, like, in a closet, door closed, cooking myself, mm-hmm. and be able to record but not catch, like, the sound of the AC running in the other room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I have the fan on in the bedroom, it sucks the air around enough so that it stays nice and cool in there and I can work for hours at a time. Nice. And Adam thinks that's great because the closet's his favorite place to hide when it's been stormy, so he's been hanging out with me in there a lot. Just curling up at your feet and snoozing. Yep. He's just like, all right, this is fine. I'm hiding, and you're in here with me, so this is exactly what I want. You know, it just occurred to me, I guess it's kind of weird, but mine and Tyrion's closets have air conditioning vents inside Ours them. doesn't. There's an air conditioning vent yeah. in the bathroom, but it doesn't, it's like on the far wall. Right. So if I have the room, the door cracks slightly, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I think it's really unusual. Like, I've never lived in a place before that has had that in the closets. And, man, let me tell you, if I close that door, it gets hot in there real fast. Yeah. So I, I have figured out a system. I'm back on my bullshit that comes from recording. Um, I need to poke dirt. And be like, hey, uh, you were asking me to do something for Voice of Dog. I might have a little bit of time to do that. You know. Poke kind of, dirt. It's kind of like touch grass. but Yeah, except, you know, it's messier. Yeah. You know, you poke the dirt. That's when you've gone past the grass. And you might get, like, some, some worms or something. You might touch a worm accidentally. It'd be... Better take it to that. Yeah. Well, oof. Ugh. <laughs> No, if there's if there's any worms, yeah, go go see a vet. Make sure that they're on. Unless uh, you know that that tape worm is there and you're using it for weight control. Yeah, some paracatrio. Get your dog on that. Get them off trifexus. That shit's bad. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, did it, it get recalled or? No, it just this is it's a heartworm medication for dogs. It's heartworm and parasite prevention and anti flea and stuff. Yeah. It's easier on most dog systems than trifexus, so. If Adam took Trifexus, he would throw up for like two days. Oh. And so Troy rough on their system. Yeah. And fun fact, it can also cause an allergic reaction in people. If because it expresses through their saliva. Oh. I had that happen one time. So actually if your dog over here. Licks you, you could, yeah. Wow. Well, Bo gets Trifexus. Yeah, and And it's always on the first of the month, so But it but a situation where like that. if they lick you, it can in this live and cause a large reaction. Wow. Huh. Um, but we got Adam on a different thing. Uh, my vet, his vet basically was like, no, no, we've switched to using this other stuff. It's way easier on the system and it's about the same price. So, all right, cool. 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 Um, but yes, make sure your dog's on that stuff because fucking heartworm. It's no fun. And, yeah. no. It's also expensive to treat, but at least the new drugs are better. The old ones were like dog chemo where it had to be just enough to kill the heartworms, but not kill the dog. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. So, you know, that's been your veterinary moment. <sighs> but yeah, uh, just it's it's FWA weekend. There's fun shit happening in that neat little hotel, the Marriott Grand Marquis in mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta, Georgia. In the rib cage. 
I always think that hotel is cool as hell. Like, it's architecturally well, I mean, significant. Clearly it is. It's been in two or three TV slash movies at oh, this yeah. point. It's the the continuity agency or the time authority in uh, Loki. Is it? Yeah, it's their head office. Um, and it's also the tribute center in Hunger Games films. Okay. Yeah, and I think, I want to say it might be something else, but I don't remember. Yeah. But that's a con that we haven't gone to in a few years. I've never but I always been. thought the hotel was really cool. Yeah. They also have a really good game room. They spend a lot of money on it. They got the arcade machines and the DDR and the Mugen boxes, in addition to like people bring their own stuff. Yeah. I always, I don't have anywhere near the budget or space to do that, but it's still neat to be like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yes, it's getting a couple of arcade machines or something like that for this year. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that works out um, mm-hmm. in terms of like their budget and what they do because I would be down to like, hey, can we rent a Stepmania machine? Get a In the Groove two from like Cidercade or something that has the mm-hmm. modded in songs. I also saw somebody mention on Twitter that the Meow Wolf will be open before Siesta happens. Ooh. So I'm sure uh, it's a, you know announcement for anyone coming down here for furry Siesta in August that, uh, hey, you can make a day of it and go out to the uh, Arlington area. I think No, Grapevine. it's at Grapevine Mills. It's at Grapevine Mills, yeah. You go to Grapevine Mills and do Meow Wolf like the day before the con or something. Yeah. It's actually CS is so chill. You can always just go do that during the day and come back. Yeah, yeah. it's very Party. much a hangout and meet ho- kind of. Yeah, thing. we're a, like a home base con. Yeah, you know, come to Siesta, hang out with a couple of people, but grab your friends, go out see the rest of the city, eat know? some food. There's lots of restaurants around. Yeah, you know, Lower Greenville or Deep Elm if you're brave. Huh? Deep Elm if you're brave. <laughs> So, I mean, get friends go to medieval times or any of that other sh- stuff, and then come back and goof around at the hotel. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Deep Ellum is okay during the day, and there are a bunch of like indie restaurants in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I also wanted to mention something interesting. Local Dallas news that I saw today is that the area on Royal Lane between Luna Road and Another cross street that I don't remember. Probably is being. I think it's like Luna Royal and maybe Web Chapel. No, it wasn't Web Chapel. It was another one. Anyway, the area has been officially recognized as Koreatown because um, there's like a hundred thousand Koreans in Texas, something like that. It's uh-huh. like a, it's like a, they're a major immigrant community. Here and especially in Dallas, we have a lot of Korean people. I think it was like a hundred thousand live in the state, and forty thousand of them are here in Dallas. Yeah, something like that. And like that area has been unofficial Koreatown for like a decade at least. Yeah. And in like January, um, there's video of this. They actually they made it Koreatown. The Dallas local council did, uh-huh. and they actually have this thing where like the street signs. Um, have uh, the name of the street in Korean on the right side. Okay. With, like the Korean symbols, and there's a video of the worker like like peeling off the new the new part, and people cheering like as they unveiled the signage. Uh, and they basically 
they've passed the law in Austin now, like the um, like official recognition, like of official it. recognition at the state level that for ten years, and I guess it'll probably be renewable. But right now, it's like for ten years, this part of Dallas is officially recognized as Koreatown huh. as to sort of recognize our important immigrant population. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I but, thought it was really neat, and like because Dallas is hella multi- multicultural. See, I would have to look at over there because like most of what's over there is like all the imports. Export places off of Harry Hines. There's like the Sam I, Moons over there. Yeah, I wasn't super familiar. That's what it was Harry Hines was the other border? I think. I think it was Harry Hines that, and Luna. But that's not like a really cultural area. It's like lots of Korean-owned and Asian-owned businesses. But it's not like I wouldn't say it's not like Old Denton and uh, the Bush. I think you that's know? the point that it was like apparently before the Koreans were there setting up businesses and shit like that. It was like a real shithole. It was like a real bad part of town. But um, now um, all these Korean families have owned businesses there for decades. Like the guy they were interviewing was his parents opened this business 20 years ago. And it was like a cleaning supplies business. Um, And they're just, they said something like the Koreatown brings in more revenue than North Park Mall. And I was like, fuck, really? That's that's impressive. Because North Park's one of those hoity-toity, I think, kind of rich people malls. Yeah, that's right? a mall that's been around since, like, the late 60s, I think. That's the one where, like, if you're looking too poor, they'll follow you around. <laughs> yeah. Now, for <coughs> Asian restaurants, yeah, the uh, Denton Road, Josie Lane kind of area right yeah yeah well denton in the bush um and that actually has a historic marker in it oh the cool. area cool. by h mart there's a little mm-hmm. roundabout that has a state historic marker on it oh. mm-hmm. um so specifically saying hey our, our korean american neighbors like and it has like a little historical thing it's also a pokestop um <laughs> so yeah like that area is super packed with businesses drove my parents through there a little bit ago and they thought it was cool at all just the variety of places yeah and just how many bakeries there are (laughs) because yeah they we i took my parents to somi somi which they could have ice cream for the first time that's right that's the the lactose free ice cream right um unfortunately my dad did eat a uh what the fish thing a little the the waffle and got sick because this is before we found out that dad has a celiac allergy. He can't have gluten. Right. And since we figured that out, it, things have gotten a lot more. Uh, that was the other thing too. Yeah. We figured out, Oh shit, you, you're allergic to wheat. You can't have gluten. Oh my God. And so we've just completely fucking rejiggered what he has snack wise and like yeah. how we're cooking for him. And guess what? He's having a lot easier time of it because we now know he got this diagnosis that made us slap our foreheads and be like, holy crap. And yep. now it's like, hey, dad, you're having bacon, eggs, and some cheese for breakfast. And like today, we made a really good gluten-free pizza. And he mm. could have pizza for the first time in years. Oh, he hasn't been able to have... Well, no, because he was under the misapprehension that he couldn't have cheese or he had some other allergy. But his doc was like, no, you're just have celiacs and he was like what you can have cheese dad he's like i can have cheese so i've been i need to fatten him up he needs to gain like 15 pounds 
So I'm like, yo, you want cheese? You want Fritos? You want steak? I'll cook you some fucking steak. Gotta get those gains, bro. Yeah, he needs those gains. He really does. So his body is just been through. A it's been through time. a ringer. So yeah. I'm learning how to do gluten free baking and gluten free stuff now. So you know that's a expansion to my repertoire. I was gonna say, I said here, <laughs> new life skill unlock, core memory unlock type thing. Like, yeah. Hey, I'll time to level up. I'll do whatever needs to be done. It's like, oh, you can have this, but you can't have that. All right, we're gonna. Make, like the the gluten free flour we had is basically rice flour, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like I've got this chicken for him, and I'm gonna learn to make Korean fried chicken that uses the rice flour batter that doesn't use the wheat, and be like yo check it out Korean fried chicken at home, because nice. you can go co- you can go good really good Korean fried chicken over by like Spock Castle. Mm-hmm. There used to be a really good one. Um, it was like Gangnam Chicken. Yep. That you know cycled out years ago, but that was really good and you know it's korean fried chicken you the korean style fried uh, corn dogs mm. you can't have it fuzz i'm sorry well, it's like everything has soy well yeah. but like turns out like panda express has the only thing that's gluten-free is like the white rice and the sodas so <laughs> you know i'll join you guys for for chinese and i'll just have the white rice and a soda yep don't put um, any soy sauce on it. <laughs> I think Munchie uses... I know I've seen something done with like a white rice batter. Or like a, a rice flour batter. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, I'm just having to learn to cook in a slightly different way. But it works It works out if he can eat it. I'm, I'm happy that he can. You know, Plus I mean, that's the game. thing. Is like, you know, when you get older and you're having to take care of parents, it, a lot of the ongoing shit in the world kind of falls to the wayside when you're having to like oh that that shit sucks but i need to like do this over here for this immediate concern mm-hmm. but like we went to town talk and got him stuff that he could eat that was snacks and stuff so i have to ask though i got you those chicken tenders oh shiva God, are they awful. like nasty because they were like chicken and waffle flavored or no, something it's not even that the breading on them is like if you've ever had like really shitty breading on a uh, chicken strip where it's kind of almost like powdery, not powdery, like it's a really, it's thick, it's cluggy, more like baked on paste. Like it doesn't have like the, the like crispy crunch. It's more like the dull, bready. Okay, um, I assume not the worth the money. Oh, and that was the thing is there's like. That- they were cheap as cheap, so you know wouldn't want to pay that full price for those. Yeah, be glad. Don't get them; they're bad. <laughs> Good to know. So, one thing we did talk about last week on the episode that was lost um, is the whole tattoo thing that was oh, going wow. on for a bit. And mm. we're not going to relitigate it. It's two weeks old at this point. Who gives a shit? But as a result, this brought people's attention to Beth Kavanagh. Right. <laughs> and people going, oh, wow, you know, turns out you can't cancel a gallery artist who has shit in the Smithsonian like you can some poor sap on Twitter.com. Right. And that got people looking at her stuff and all stuff, which then rolled around to Fuzz getting a really cool thing yep. for wow. us. Um, so in 2019 or so, she put out a book called Human. Mm-hmm. And it's a coffee table book, 
you know, you know, you can kill a child with this thing. It's incredibly heavy, yeah. super thick paper, very just absolute gorgeous high res photos. And it's a compilation of photography of all of her sculptures or most of her sculptures that are on display and owned privately. And it's really just the cover itself of the book is incredibly striking. It's this uh, black rabbit sculpture called Them. And it's like this black rabbit sculpture lounging on a blanket of rabbit fur. And the camera, the photo on the front is just straight on from the eyes of the sculpture. Yeah. It's just like, fuck, that is a handsome rabbit. Like, that's the whole point. It's like expressions of desire in animal forms is like the whole thing of her art. Yeah. And like, it's just an incredibly striking book. And Fuzz and I, I was like, what, Thursday or Wednesday? Wednesday. It was yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Went over and you, we, you got that for me. And we both fl- kind of flipped through it at the same pace. Yeah. Going, damn, look at this. Oh, wow. Look at that. So when I, I discovered that she had a book, I was like, I wonder if I can get that through the distribution network that I used to order um, books that we don't publish um, ourselves through. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's on here. Cool. Like, it is like a $100 book, but like I got a distributor price on it. So I ordered like five of them. And I gave one to Sabrina, one to Ajax, and I kept one myself. Um, and I just, you know, I got the... Uh, reaction i wanted out of my fellow not bros where they were just like oh shit this is really cool and i might sell the other two copies on for a planet yeah because it was literally like oh fuck when he came out with that and (laughs) because i had i had seen the book and i didn't know it was still in print and so i was just sort of like i'm that's just one of those not even gonna look into it it came out a few years ago Mm pre-pandemic it's gone jim nope turns out it's not and yeah, it's an absolutely gorgeous book. Um, yeah, I haven't you, read the book, but I remember the first time I saw her art, and somehow it is just powerful. Yeah, yeah. and stuff she's made more recently, where she does the patterning on the skin on the fur as well. Mm-hmm. It's just incredibly impressive. Yeah, there's I seen anything recently. There's this one where it's a rabbit being held up by a snake that has wrapped it up and is biting it. But the patterning on the skin of the snake is like this delicate koi and flower pattern. Oh, wow. And there's a, uh, I think it's a leopard. Or not a leopard, a panther, like one, a big, big cat. Mm-hmm. Where it has, you know, the dark, dark fur pattern, but also has the rosettes and the other patterning in the, in the body of the yeah. work. It's, and the book Incredibly does a impressive. good job of like we'll show like the full version of the sculpture, but then on some of them we'll also have several like extreme close up of details part that show the details. And for the ones like that where she's done like a lot of work with like a special pattern and stuff like that, they'll show you that. Yeah, the only the closest place listed in the book that has any of her sculpture is unfortunately Houston. Mm. Because I was like, oh shit, does maybe any, like the Modern or anything like have that locally? No. Yeah. Modern has some Warhol pieces and some other cool stuff. I mean, she's only one person, so I guess, you know, you can't have something in every Yeah, museum, I mean, but, but she has pieces in the Smithsonian, which is impressive. Yes. Yeah, um, that's that's a thing. Yeah, Beth Kavanagh, very cool. The book's called Human. You should look it up, because it has 
uh, pieces in it, which you don't see photos of online. There was pieces in there that I had never seen before, mm-hmm. even though like I'd looked through her website before. Yeah. And it's also like, these are extremely nicely printed um, mm-hmm. books. So like you see a lot of detail that you really can't from looking at a JPEG on your phone. Yeah. It's like the difference of listening to a song on your desktop speakers and then wearing a good pair of headphones. Right. You yeah. know? And so that was a highlight of the week. Um, that was really cool. Cool. Glad I, I could. Cause I was like, <laughs> cause Panther was hanging out. My parents, my dad was hanging out. Everyone was cool. And I was like, I can hang out with fuzz for a little bit. And yeah. And I was trying to be like real, like I was like, I want you and Ajax to to be over here around like six. Yeah, and I was sort of like, what what is Fuzz up to? He is up to something. All right, well, wolf shenanigans. Fuck it, we ball. And yeah. I came over, <laughs> but yeah, that's really good. And yeah, aside from that, like it's it's been nice to get back on the productivity treadmill, like getting mm-hmm. recording done and getting other project stuff done, like having that extra bandwidth, being like, oh shit, there's now there's in addition to all this, there's other cool video games that are coming out soon. Street Fighter Six is coming out. I've already bought the Ultimate Edition because, you know, it's it's a convention expense for next year. Yeah. And Zelda came out today, and then there's, like, a open beta for Street Fighter in two weeks, and, like, all this other stuff. Like, we were talking over dinner, like, everything is coming out because it's, like, finally people catching up post-COVID or, you know, post-everybody not being at at full speed. Mm-hmm. And so you've got all this stuff just hitting right after another. Yeah. a lot. It's it's a nice feeling, like everything's getting back to the breakneck pace. Because I mean, have you got new books lined up, Fuzz? I know we'll have some new stuff for Anthrocon. Don't have a complete list yet, and uh, I've been updating our like internal planning document that keeps track of that. I need to poke tear and to add anything projects that he's working on yeah to it also but yeah we're really to be honest like for the last three years we've been suffering a lot of adhd executive dysfunction depression the works and so like scheduling shit has kind of gone off the rails a little bit but yeah we're we're trying to kind of get we need to get our shit together faster anthrocon will be not great yeah, we got to figure out uh, like my flight. Um, you can just please just buy your flight. Okay. At any point, because Tieran and I don't have any miles left. I was able to get like one flight for somebody with miles. Okay, that's fine. That's but easy. You've got a company car. Just just buy it as soon as possible. Before... All right, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where like I've never had to use it before, and so it's like, oh right, I. I do have that yeah yeah i'd completely kind of forgotten it's i don't keep it in my wallet it's in my my office desk. which is great because you can't accidentally whip it out and yeah it's use like it. oh yeah. sorry i i went to hustler hollywood and swiped the for planet card and bought a bunch of dongs right oops uh but yeah definitely buy your flight with that and then take it with you when you go to anthrocon so that you can get any expenses that you have while right right there. okay i fucking forgot dude <laughs> I, it's just been in the back of my mind like, oh right fucking anthrocon's coming up it's the first part of july and, yeah. it's, and it's mid-may oh god <laughs> you know that's coming up fast yep 
Um, I mean, I'm excited because, yo, it's fucking Anthrocon. And this will be like the first year you're flying there. Because you didn't get to go last year. Nope. And that was the first time that we had the van. So this year, Tyrion's driving the van solo with all the stock there. <clears throat> Everyone else is flying. Yeah, I don't got to fucking drive all the way to Pittsburgh this year. And, and Buck and Wu-Wei are no longer local, so they're flying this year. Like, I'm a little worried about how the financials are going to add up on this. I think we'll probably break even. I don't see us profiting. I see us selling a lot of stuff and making a lot of money for the authors and giving eight people a nice weekend at a con where they're working part of it because mm-hmm. we have seven flights one person driving who will need fuel and night fuel and a night there and an extra <coughs> night there back on the hotel and we have two hotel rooms this year so it um, racks up it, it racks up uh we're paying for five tables and so this is like anthracon is like our big our big showing, you know, um, and Tyrion really liked how the table was set up last year where we ended up with an end cap. And so we basically asked for the same thing again. So hopefully we'll get a similar like spot this year. But yeah, it's expensive, but you know, it pays off. Everyone that goes seems to always have a great time. We sell a ton of books, which means we make good money for everyone that we're paying. Um, royalties out too and it also just keeps funding the company to keep moving forward yep it's like the big show of the year yeah it's our san diego comic con Mm -hmm. uh and and midwest has kind of become anthrocon (laughs) 2 the the pax prime Yeah, yeah, it's like it, we we sold a comparable amount at Midwest last year that we did at Anthrocon, which is which is insane to have multiple conventions on that level. But and you know, I expected to step back a little bit this year, like last year and twenty twenty one were absolutely fucking nuts numbers wise because I think there was like all this pent-up demand from the period of time where there were no conventions. So I expect things to, like, settle a little bit. I don't know by how much, but, like, the fandom's growing so much, like, still. So, in a way, like... I mean, Harry Fiesta this year. 33%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, And this should have been a, quote, normal year. Like last year was like the insane post COVID year. Not that we're truly post COVID, but you know what I mean. Um, but the con still grew thirty three percent this year, which is wild. That's insane. Yeah, yep. so it's furries just getting bigger and bigger, man. It's it's gonna be good. But yep, you're gonna just have all the all the various flavors of weirdos all in one spot. Yeah, very exciting. Shit, I forgot where we're going to go. Take over Pittsburgh again. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're going to show up and drop, you know, $10 million worth of tax income on the city, you know? Yep. So They don't seem to mm-hmm. mind. They don't mind. They like it. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Come spend money. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's coming up, and, like, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, 
everything will work out that we get to go and have a good time. Because Anthrocon, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, not having to worry about valet parking my car for five days is nice. Right. And not yeah. having to drive from here to Nashville to Nashville to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh and back and all that mm-hmm. is, uh, is nice. Like, because I would stop in north of Nashville the first night and get to Pittsburgh and on the way back I'd stop like west or east of uh, Memphis because mm-hmm. that was about as much as I could do in a day yeah and it was still 12 hour days yeah we're not young anymore yeah well I mean doing it solo too because like when we were going to California that wasn't really a problem because there were two of us and we could swap out but yeah yeah you know, this is this is just you're me. right I say we're not young anymore after you and I just did like a 30 hour trip to fucking California but. I mean that was fun but we also yeah. could swap out yeah you know and be total weirdos with each other in the car <laughs> you know yeah just say the most absolute unhinged shit and be like, haha, none of this will ever be recorded or talked about on the podcast. <laughs> um But that's that's what true bros do, man. Yeah. You drive a fucking van full of furry porn halfway across the country. And then on the way back smoke their way through the southwest. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> but only at the at the end of the day when we were finally stopped for the night. Yes, just just to yeah. be sure, don't don't weed and drive, kids. It's yeah, real bad. Yeah, no, no, no. We totally... Like, yeah. We drove sober. Yeah. Slept high. Yup. I slept uh, three feet above the covers. Yeah. You were just floating. It was just floating, yeah. It's real good for your back, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, no, like, like legit, one of the strains we had, or, like, one of the nights in particular, I was laying there, and I and I realized that I couldn't feel any pain in my body, and that's the first time in living memory I've had that sensation. Like I always have, I feel like I've always had like an ache or a pain somewhere, and I was like, "Holy shit, I have no pain! Like, why is it this legal everywhere? Why can't I do this at home? You know?" Because fuck. That's why it was so depressing to like cross that border back into Texas. like oh the good times are gone i mean that was why like you know i posted the frowny face image of just welcome to texas and it got a bunch of likes people (laughs) knew exactly what it fucking meant yeah yeah it's like like, we've been in real states for you know the last two weeks (laughs) now we're back here and here we are the republic of texas (sighs) so shiva do you think they could pay you enough to be the ceo of twitter no no. So, do you, you don't want to participate in the Glass Cliff? I read at least a little bit of that article. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, I just learned... Had either of y'all heard of it before today? I had not. I uh, had not. Panther brought it up to me, and I was like, yo, you hear this thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And then you, we brought it up, because obviously it's a topic of discussion. Yeah. So, the concept of the Glass Cliff. So, like, you have the concept of the glass ceiling. The women can only get so far in the hierarchy and like they eventually will break through the glass ceiling. And that happens to an extent. But there's also the concept of the glass cliff that a woman will only be made CEO or put in some position of power like that. 
when shit is so off the rails, the situation is unsalvageable. And the one of the examples they used of this in politics is that after Brexit passed, the male prime minister, Jeremy Corden, Corden? No, no, Cor- Corbyn. Cornyn. No, Corbyn was not the PM. It was Boris Johnson, I thought. No, no, no. Boris came after Theresa May. Okay, go on. Okay, but anyway, yeah, because, um, okay, so basically, like, there's like, oh, there's this vacuum of power, and like, the only person that, that was like, left standing at the end of it was Theresa May. So you have your second female prime minister ever, and she has to deal with the fallout of this tremendously bad decision that the country has made and that the government has put them into and has to make it happen. And nobody likes it. It's a shit sandwich. And so as soon as it's done, she's out. Yep. And then Boris comes in. And then, but Boris eventually leaves. Liz Truss is the PM. Oh, it was Liz Truss. That was who I was thinking like about. Two who weeks. <laughs> she didn't last longer than the lettuce. No, she did not last longer than the lettuce. Uh, so, in that same vein, this has happened several times in corporate America. And the latest of which is Elon Musk has appointed a woman to take over for him as CEO of X-Corp. Which sounds like a fucking supervillain company name. But that's the name of the holding company that Twitter Inc. and some of his other... Um, companies are under yeah so she'll effectively be the ceo of twitter he's still going to be on to some other c-suite level executive and head of technology about which he knows nothing um so this is basically yours and like all the fucking grognards that, that are fanboys for him are talking about he's either he's either naive it doesn't know that the people like her are bad and evil or he's betrayed them all because like she's on like what was it like the World Economic Forum yep or something like that Which she is also a- has worked for some other company that they don't like because they see international organizations like the World Economic Forum as being like oh this Soros funded fucking Cabal responsible for creating the woke mind by you know all your your, your stupid fucking alt right so yeah I don't know I don't know either yeah yeah I mean Siri's right in this case like sorry you know Siri. she was made by a fucking competent corporation so <laughs> but. Uh, also, speaking of um, other Musk calamities, somebody tweeted today, I'm not good at, I, I don't know much about business. Is this good? Question mark. And the link was to an article that said, Tesla recalls every vehicle they've sold in China. Yeah. So the people have basically said that the news of the new CEO is to try to deflect from that. Mm. But the thing is, mm. this woman, Lindy Ocarino, whatever, she is hard right. She was an ABC ad executive, but she also worked for the Trump administration, and she follows all these hard right figures that were previously sucking Elon's dick. But because she's 
on part of the World Economic Forum, which, like you said, they're prob- these people believe is the root of all evil in the world, 15-minute city, conspiracies, they're going to make you eat bugs, all that fun shit. Because of that, she's like a secret, evil, woke, lesbian, lizard person tranny. Yeah, because they, they actually immediately started like saying they, her gender. And we're she you know trans. she's transvestite. They're you know we're going to quote transvestigate these people because that's another one of these like real psychopathic things. Where Honestly, it's like, I think a big part of it is that she's <gasps> female. Well, but they have to say because she's a female but has a big dick. Because, you know, immediately that's what they think. Oh, mm-hmm. this person, you know, they work for the World Economic Forum. They must be part of the cabal, which also means <sighs> that all these people are what they call gender inverts, which is one of those things where they believe that, like, everybody in Hollywood is trans. Oh, they also has been, be- like had to believe Michelle Obama uh-huh. is trans. Harry, uh, Harry Potter's wife, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's wife, who just had her first son. Had their first kid is, in fact, secretly a trans, which, how does that work? That Stormy Daniels, you know, the porn the, star who has Trump. 20 years yeah. of ex- of close-ups of her pussy, which, let me tell you, if, the, if that is post-op, then damn, they did a good job. Like, they immediately go from Elon is God to, I swear to God, I saw someone claiming that the real Elon is dead and the new Elon's a clone. Oh, new Elon is actually JFK Jr. I haven't seen that one yet, but give it time. You know, I mean, these are people that believe that fucking Michael Jackson's still alive and Princess Di is going to be crowned queen and Charles will be guillotined in the square. You know. Oh, literally when you said something about Prince will be... I thought you meant Prince the singer. Oh, no, he's not dead either because they say... Yeah, but he'll be crowned queen. Totally. And Charles will be beheaded. Yep. I mean, the thing is, with the conspiracy world, it's the dumbest possible thing you can think up. Go a two steps some. dumber, yeah. and that's what they believe. None of the stupid shit that we come up with just riffing comes even remotely close to the things that actually come out of these people's mouths. It's it's such a weird, like, I, I can't understand these people. Because, like, they immediately go to, this person is, you know, bad because this, therefore they must be, like, every other bad thing in the universe. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Like, you know, it's all this, Like you know, the Borg. Yeah. The, everybody's so super secretive of running these things that Joe Bob Billy Hick bumfuck in rural Alabama in a trailer can figure it out in a pin board on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, that, Oh, it's actually, everybody's secretly this and secretly that. And Tom Hanks is looking good. Not because he's incredibly rich and has good health. It's because he's drinking the blood of mole children, you know, not the mole children. No, they never get to see the sun and therefore cannot know the love of God. And they die and their blood is drank and they go to hell. <laughs> what? And you're just like, Saverin, that sounds stupid. And I'm like, yeah. But you're not making it up. No, of course I'm not. The world yeah. is a very dumb place. That's all I can say sometimes. Uh, but yeah, like, this this picture of him in his little ar- suit of armor, like, oh, he's legitimately wearing a Baphomet suit. Does that not tell you something? Remember the implants in our brains he's pushing? Does his support for transhumanism raise a red flag? So I was curious about that. What the fuck is a Baphomet suit? I don't know. It's a stupid little costume, the little leather armor 
That's like I think it's supposed to be a wolf on the front, actually. But I just I don't see the connection between that and transhumanism. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I thought maybe it was like a video game thing or something. Okay, goddamn it. Um, this is because these <laughs> freaks believe that if you trans your body at all, God stops loving you. Uh-huh. And he believe they believe that if you put like implants in your body, that counts, and you go to hell. So Neuralink, instead of Elon Musk being the savior of humanity who's going to take us to Mars, he is now literally part of the deep state cabal that is trying to separate men's soul from God's love and send us all to hell for eternity. For what reason? I don't know. These people have too much time on their hands. So if you have, like, a cochlear implant or a pacemaker, you're... No, those are fine. It's just when they decide it's bad, you know? It's new, it's bad. Oh my god, I'm... You're right. I'm looking for logic. You're looking for logic. You're looking for consistency. Um, These people say only what is convenient at the time. There is no fixed belief. I'm going to fail my fucking colon R now because I know about this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I, unfortunately, like, you come across this shit and it's like, what? And it... You have all these blue checks saying they're going to cancel. And so, you know, he's pissed off all the libs who buy his Teslas. He's pissed off all the dumb shits that buy the blue check. Like, he's really not making friends with anybody right now. He's pissed off the Chinese government. It's literally that meme of congratulations, everyone hated that. Well, and like now he's pissed off a lot of other people for his inactive account policy. Yeah, that's fucked up. Because so... So, if your account is inactive on Twitter, it's just going to get suspended, and I guess it'll free up that username? I don't know. Um, No, it's not. It's just going to suspend it? It's just suspended, and I'm pretty sure people are, like, saying that it's that way until he can... They're suspending them until he can figure out a way to make money selling off desirable names. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, But, like, I saw someone tweet today where they were like... When I first heard about this, I thought it was going to be like a period of like five years, three years, a year. But when Twitter rolled out the actual policy, it's 30 days. If your Twitter account is not active, I guess, or not logged into for 30 days, it gets suspended. You can get on the list, yeah. Um, So, like, you know fuck you if you're in the hospital for an ex- or in a coma or if something. you're a u.s soldier on basic training you don't get your phone until like week eight right yeah. so like if you're a twitter user and you're in the military you'll get your shit suspended um and this has started affecting actually like artists who have passed in the furry fandom yeah if um, you're deceased and like people were like maybe looking to your twitter account as like an archive of sorts too bad for that person's friends and family, I guess. Which is really fucked because even like Facebook and Live Journal had like legacy status accounts um, that were just like locked and left for, in place. For nation or not for nation, fucking for, for affinity. affinity. Yes. For affinity has that. Yep. Uh, Sean Howell, King, who was King Cheetah on Twitter, he died of liver cancer in 2019. His account's been suspended. But then you're also looking at other people that have passed, like Bob Saget. Or uh, Norm MacDonald. Wait, Bob Saget died? Yeah. Oh, bummer. Fucking Anthony Bourdain. Huh? When did Bob Saget die? Like last year. Oh. Yeah, like, it's probably something I knew at the time and have completely forgotten. Well, I had forgotten about it until people kept pointing out, like, hey, all these people are 
are are deceased. These are famous people who have died, whose accounts were left up, and you're going to just delete them? The the Five Nights at Freddy creator, Scott Cawthon, like, his account got suspended over that. Not that he's dead or anything, just he stopped using his account after some controversy or another. Oh. Monty Ohm, the creator of Ruby, who was very highly regarded in that section of the internet fandom, he died. He had a very tragic death. Oh. And... Like, his account's been kept up as a memorial, but no one to log in, so is his shit gonna get deleted? Probably. Okay, so you know what's funny? I just thought of, is that Trump's account was reinstated because Elon's a fuck, but as far as I know, last I heard, Trump isn't using it. He's totally all in on Truth Social because he partially owns it, I think. Uh So... That means that under Elon's new policy, Trump's account would get suspended. Well, that would be true if fascists were consistent. Right. Yeah. Um, but he did this whole thing because he's mad at NPR. Because <laughs> NPR stopped using Twitter. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm going to assign the NPR name to somebody else who will do better use for it. And they were like, shut the fuck up. We're not coming back. And so, like, he's made this policy change to get mad, to get back at one person who pissed him off, and it's going to affect a shitload of other people. Really? Yeah. That's what this is about? Uh-huh. Ugh. Nothing is so petty as a rich motherfucker who could buy the world, but someone won't love him. Yeah. Like, you know, he can buy Twitter, but he can't buy our respect, you know? Yeah. And so we're losing out on accounts of deceased artists and deceased comedians and just people like lots of people like, oh, yeah, my sister died in a car wreck four years ago, but I still have her DMs in my account and those are going to go away, you know, and shit like that. And like there's ways to archive accounts and people, when informed, started doing that. But a lot of people are just going to get caught out. Yeah. And like a lot of people are not as tech savvy. Yeah. You know, and may not know what they need to do to get a Twitter archive, if that's even still supported or, yeah. you know, any of that. It's, it sucks, but again, it's just millionaire man baby fucking things up for everybody. So, like, if this new CEO, like, gets to ride the the plane down into the mountainside... Like, that wouldn't be surprising. Hopefully they give her a fuck ton of money to do it. But, like... Well, it's no, just also a conservative. <laughs> Obviously it's getting worse. You should not be on Twitter. Like, I actually did log into the Nightmare Nights pot, uh, con account to quote tweet best of dying Twitter about the policy with the phrase, Elon is a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and then I followed it up with a picture of the ghost, a horse emoji and a ghost emoji. And that was it. I logged back out, <laughs> but it's like, come on, man. Like, there's no reason for this. I know you're trying to save on CDN fees and hosting fees because you're cheap as shit. This is the tearing the copper out of the walls and selling it stage. Right. But come on, man, this is just cruel. And, you know, maybe the cruelty is the point. Twitter, baby, it's not good. And that is why you can find us in the Telegram fan chat on telegram.com. Wait, no, it's not telegram.com. But, you know, that that's where you can go and have these conversations. Shifting tone slightly. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I just looked at the the first reply 
on the Nightmare Nights ghost horse emoji. <laughs> this gif. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's a gif it's from a person patting the head of a skeleton and shoving it back into its grave. Yes. Yeah, it, it's so from One Piece, and yes, they're there. Go back to sleep. Take you back to that, <laughs> um, which is true. So shifting topic slightly, uh, we have finally have a release date of Foundation season two, it's oh, July fourteenth. So that's exciting. And uh, Good Omens season two is coming out in the summer. Yep. yep. So that that's exciting. Those those are cool. Two cool new things or two. Uh, here's another two cool, cool things. There we go. Christ, uh, another words. cool and fun thing is that Savern and I are along with uh, Ajax are now watching Silo on yeah. Apple TV, and that's been a really good show so far. Yeah, we haven't watched season uh, episode three because I was uh busy on thursday mm. um and then today obviously i was very busy and we're here so panther and i'll probably watch it tomorrow yeah yeah it actually dropped early because the show is supposed to come out friday yeah Even that was a thing apple tv coming friday but i opened up my apple tv on thursday and i was like oh shit the new episode of silos here and I had to go grab Ajax and be like, Doc, Doc, there's content to watch. Yes, there's new things. Also, Strange New World Season 2 is coming out. Oh, when's that? I think this summer. Yeah. It didn't get hit by the writer's strike, but Severance Season 2 did. Yeah. So that's going to get delayed. You know, and I'm okay with that. Like, there's quite a few shows that I enjoy that are being delayed for the writer's strike. But, like... The writers in Hollywood are really treated like shit and underpaid. And now these rich fucking assholes are trying to do this thing where they have AI write most of a script or a script treatment. And then they just hire authors to revamp it. And basically a revision uh, costs a lot less than a from scratch thing. So... They're again trying to fuck over writers. And like some of the things that the Writers Guild is demanding is basically no use of AI in in scripts. Good. Um, which they should totally do because fuck AI. Like it's so stupid. Like I remember the concept um, way back in the day, like in the 60s and 70s, was like one day we will have robots to do the drudge work for us so that. We could focus on, you know, what we want and hobbies and creativity and art. Except now they're trying to, like, automate the art and and have humans do, like, just less and less desirable jobs. Like, in the, the fucking Amazon warehouses, the human workers basically go by the orders of the fucking robots. Like, the, the, the robot will roll up to you. And tell you, like, what the next thing is that you need to pick from the shelves or whatever. And keep track of, like, your productivity and shit. Like, everything in our world is fucking backwards. It's... Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's the... fucked up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get to enjoy severance on time. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, I we mentioned it gonna... last week where people were being real fucking weird about it. Like... Being like, oh, you know, if people don't get their their slop, people will kill themselves, and this will be on the writers. Oh my god, I was actually just gonna rewatch season one because it had been a while, and it's so good that it, it will be rewatchable. 
Um, so that's that's on my docket, basically. But right now, I'm actually watching... I started watching 12 Monkeys, which came out and I want to say, like... That was a while ago. 2016 or something like that. And I'm, I'm kind of watching it because... Uh, we watched season three of Picard, and when I was watching some of the behind the scenes, some of the reviewers that were pointing out like Easter eggs and shit like that, uh, the the guy that show ran it, Terry Metalis, had previously worked on Twelve Monkeys, um, so like there's a lot of like little references and some actors that were in Twelve Monkeys that are in Picard, uh, like Todd Stashwick who plays um, Captain Shaw in Picard, plays. Um, forgotten his name he's like the leader of like the the tribe of people in the woods in the future the go and break into the facility where the time travel thing is uh-huh. um so he's in he's in that show uh but there's like a lot of anyway just put the thought in my head that like you know what i enjoyed the movie back in the 90s I should maybe go go and give the TV show a shot. I didn't so. even know that they'd done a TV show. Came out in like yeah. 2016, 2018, something Panther like. watched it. He liked it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, the WGA thing. Oh, we're not getting our treats on time. Whatever. Dog, there is so much shit you can watch. I promise you. Like, there is a dozen anime series, even if you don't watch anime, that you could find and enjoy in the time of the strikes going on. Broaden your horizons, you know? Yeah, I, I, I swear to God. Also, like... Look beyond your own selfish desires. Oh like, God, no! They can't think. Second you know, like, that. like number <laughs> in isolation. That's a yeah, bad clip. It's like number one, like fresh new content for you to consume. It's not a right. It's a privilege. And and secondly, like you don't need new shit to live. Like you know, the arts are very important. But we have several hundred years of, like, books, movies, TV shows, combination of all of the above. Podcasts. we got podcasts. There's so many fucking podcasts. There's too many fucking podcasts. Uh, One day we will pay for our crimes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, there's plenty of other shit out there. But look beyond yourself and be like, hey, these people are being paid shit wages and because the world is a fuck they're not allowed to live to work remotely so they're being paid shit wages to live in one of the most expensive parts of the country so maybe like it's not all about you you know yep there there's more than enough content out there there is more than enough treats and, like, you got to stand up for, like, the whole AI thing. You know, stand up for people who are really making art. I mean, they generate original thought. AI just rehashes. Right. Yeah. It's eternal remixing, which the thing is, it remixes, 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 but there's no new coming in. Eventually, you just get a slop, you know? It's, it's just not... It's not sustainable, you know? Like... You have, and this is just the same shit as fucking NF, you know, crypto to NFTs it's all the same to AI. It's the same fucking people. It. Yeah, like when the crypto bubble blew, these same assholes just pivoted to AI. AI is going to be everything. AI is going to be the future. You know, you have these people posting shit like this beer commercial is entirely AI generated, and it's like. 
looks like the orgy scene from uh, Event Horizon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, liberate Tatumi X and Furnace. Haha, <laughs> bed light, drink some. <laughs> this is how I was thinking. This fucking creepy Latin blood chain spikes. Fire. Bud light. <laughs> Fire spiraling through the sky. Yeah. 57 <laughs> fingers sprouting forth from a man's hand. <laughs> like the fucking chaos. I think it's like Ghost in the Shell where her fingers pop open and like all the little mini fingers come yeah. out. They're typing. <laughs> yeah. They're typing yeah. 57 keystrokes a second. Yeah. <laughs> like more keys than the keyboard has. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. So one day so podcast. Just made me- Think of Rob Blyfield's art, and it's like, how many teeth are in the human mouth? It's like a million, right? Exactly. <laughs> His art is far more anatomically possible than some of the AI shit I've seen. God, there was a picture I saw where it was like, oh, you know, check it out. This picture of like influencers on a beach, and like you couldn't tell this photo was not AI, and one of the people literally had three legs. And it's like, are, are are you stupid? Are you blind? So somebody posted a picture of this little novelty gadget of it's a finger with a ring at the bottom that you can like wear on top of your regular finger. Uh-huh. So like it basically gives you like six fingers, right? And it's like in the future. People who were raised on AI porn will insist that you wear this. <laughs> no, baby. Put on the extra fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, anyways, kids, what else we got? It's 10 o'clock. We should probably wrap it up. Oh, AI-generated podcasts. Oh, God. Great. Just I mean, take, like, 500 episodes of our show and dump it into a an AI. It's going to just eventually resort to, like, mashing up slurs. It's like, they never said that. It's like, yeah, but we have enough voice print that we can just put in whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably, that's basically how those, um, that company that's using AI to generate audiobooks that sound like dead actors' voices. Um, and, that's... like, there was a people that recently got uh, jail time because they scammed individuals with fake Frank Ocean music. They, had, they claimed that he had an unreleased album and they were trying to sell it to collectors oh, and shit. it was just fake it was obviously a generated audio right. and that came out and they got like wire fraud charges or something like that oh damn wow yeah so there, there is shit afoot yep i mean you have that what character.ai where you can make fluttershy say fuck <laughs> you know you can make her recite the entire vaporeon copy pasta if you want i mean like that stuff's amusing but i'm also like okay yeah this is a fun toy but like it, it shouldn't be used to destroy people's livelihoods. Yeah. You know? Because, like, you know, sure, there's lots of stories out there that people would love to have narrated, but using a robot to say shit, it's not going to work. Especially if you're, like, a fantasy author mm-hmm. and you have, like, weird-ass names for countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to have a fucking AI try to pronounce some of the place names in Kyle's Forrester Universe books. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they're not like standard words or names. And so, you know, take a stab, AI, see what you think you come up with. Yeah. You know, if I fuck it up, I can get told I did and I can fix it. But yeah. an AI is just going to be like, 
za king you know or whatever mm-hmm. so anyways we should probably wrap this episode up it's an hour 15 on the raw or so and uh it's Ish. 10 o'clock so, uh, yeah, find us on the Telegram fan chat, Shiva and I at least. Uh, links are in the show notes. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash southpodcast. Support this shit show before we face our judgment, before our podcast crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to forplanet.com and buy some books. There's shit going on. Hey, you're going to list those copies of Human from on the site yet? Yeah, I haven't listed them yet, but yeah, I got two copies left. I'll put them up. Okay. They're not cheap, but they're really pretty. Yeah, um, like if, you, if you really dig fucking like massive coffee table style art books of like really neat sculpture, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, um, baddogbooks.com for the ebooks. And again, our next convention, or at least my next convention, is going to be Anthrocon. So you can find me there and call me a cuck to my face and see if I laugh. Um, don't actually do that. I would look very puzzled at you and be like, go away. Or <laughs> or tell you to buy something or leave, one of the two. <laughs> or be like, you know, I, I'm not sure if we have anything on that top. Yeah, top we really don't. Did. And then naturally allow the like, hey, this guy's looking for, is into cucking. Do we have anything with cucking? Actually, we do. Some of the Nightshade and Patrick stuff is cucking oh so, right share and share alike yeah there we go well, no um uh, uh, bucking the system right yeah well finally we have we have served this under representation yeah honestly <sighs> if you come to our table and call sovereign a cup get cuck you have to buy a copy of that book yeah because, you know, it's like ah, that's what you're looking for you know i'm looking for a cuck oh well here is this comic <laughs> Alright, so uh, on that note uh, Good night I, if, if I find a cuck I will hug him <laughs> So that I will be a cuck holder Go buy the cuck book